Hey y'all, and welcome to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. My name is Morgan Bartell, and I'm so glad that you're here. On this podcast, I share my passion for all things motherhood, marriage, homemaking, homeschooling, and biblical womanhood, and all the things in between. My prayer is that when you listen to this podcast, that you feel encouraged and inspired to cultivate your own heart and home to pursue the goodness of God in all that you do. Hey y'all, I am so excited for this week's episode. We are going to talk Bible translations and does the Bible translation that you use matter? I am an absolute Bible nerd. I love Bible translations. Once I fill one up with notes, I normally will grab a different translation to spend time in until I fill that one up. And I have noticed that there is some, there's some pushback from different people within the church about what translation is best? Should we adhere to just sticking to one main translation or is there benefit to looking at different ones? And so I wanted to just give a brief overview in this week's episode about different Bible translations, how they came about and whether or not there is a right or a wrong one for you to be using in your Bible study. Between the Old and New Testaments, the Bible has a total of 66 books. Those 66 books are written by various authors over the course of centuries. However, it is important to note that the Bible that we have today did not exist in its current form from the beginning. The breakdown that we have with chapters and verses and things like that, that was not a part of the original. The Old Testament was written primarily in Hebrew, whereas the New Testament was written in Greek. And I don't know many people that can read Hebrew or Greek. I do know some, and they are fascinating to sit with and chat with. Thankfully, over the years, different scholars and people that have devoted their life to preserving the scriptures for the next generation have made different translations. In the fourth century AD, St. Jerome translated the entire Bible into Latin. This became the standard version that is used by many Catholic churches and has been for centuries. It wasn't until the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century that the Bible was translated into many other languages besides Latin. One of the earliest translations, which would be Tyndale's English translation, came about in 1525. Now, some people will say that translation came in 1526. I don't think that that one year makes much of a difference, honestly. But since Tyndale's English translation, different publishers and translators have created approximately 900 different English Bibles. 900 you guys while i do claim to be a lover of bible translations i have gone nowhere close to that number and it is just wild to me that there are that many because a lot of us would have no idea many of us look at the bible on our phones and compare different translations on those apps and it'll just have you can scroll for days for different translations but i don't think i've ever used an app where it had all 900. The King James Version of the Bible came around in 1611. And now this is one that you will find many in the Reformed Church saying that they stick and only read the KJV. And while I respect that, there is such a benefit to looking at different Bible translations, in my opinion. The New American Standard Bible, the NASB, came about in 1971. One of the most widely used ones in the modern day church, the New International Version, the NIV, we were blessed with in 1978. And then we have the New King James Version, which came about in 1982. 
And then, of course, we have the NLT, New Living Translation, which was around 1996, English Standard Version, 2001. My current Bible is a CSB, a Christian Standard Bible, and that translation came about in 2004. As you can see, many of these translations happened a long time ago. And then we have a pocket of time with the 70s and 80s and a bit of the early 90s where we see a lot of different translations emerging and there is such a benefit to each of them but i know like when i have found myself standing in mardell or shopping for a new bible translation it can be difficult to know which one to do and what is going to actually have benefit for the current season the lord is leading me into i say that because some seasons i feel like the lord has led me into more of a devotional almost poetic season of studying his word whereas others have been more theological and a little bit more word for word the translations that we have today can be categorized on a scale one end being word for word the center being thought for thought and the other end being paraphrase and there are so many good translations that fall on all areas of this scale for instance the king james version is a literal translation but some of the archaic language, some of that old English can make it difficult for modern readers like us to really understand it. Ironically enough, my 10 year old, his favorite translation is the King James Version. He has an NIV and a new King James Version, but he loves the KJV. Then we have the New International Version, which is a dynamic equivalence translation. That's just a fancy way of saying that it focuses on the meaning and the intent of the original text rather than being strict word for word translation. Then we have the New American Standard Bible, which is highly accurate and literal in its translation. This makes it a great choice for in-depth study of the original Hebrew and Greek texts in a way that is palatable for us in our English speaking world. And then we have the highly debated Message Bible. I love the message bible i would not use it for any form of seminary or theological study but it is technically a paraphrase translation of the bible and i have found that it has helped with so much understanding of the heart of the scripture of the heart of the verses of which i might be studying in another in another translation i use the message translation in tandem with something that is more word for word or thought for thought it does add such a layer of beauty to Bible study, but the message is an interpretive translation that aims to convey the overall message and tone of the original text rather than the literal translation. The Amplified, this is one that I didn't necessarily like at first, but as I've gotten older, I have found that I absolutely love it. It's not one that I would honestly use as my main Bible. I know many people that do use it and good for them it's one of those whatever works for you in my opinion the bible translation that is best is the one that you are going to read regardless of what it is as long as you are spending time in the word of god that is all that matters now i will say i don't think that you need to camp out in a paraphrase bible and use that as your main text because you're gonna have a very difficult time when your pastor is making references and the way the message bible is broken down with the different verses is drastically different than most of the other translations next up we have the english standard version this is a modern translation it combines both the literal and the dynamic equivalence approach which makes it a great choice for both studying and devotional purposes it provides accuracy in translation but it's also readable and accessible the esv is great 
and it's going to be much more palatable than the KJV with that old English that we don't use thou and thoust and all that stuff. But the ESV does a great job of kind of balancing out thought for thought and word for word. Next one that I have tons of friends that use is the NLT or the New Living Translation. And it is pretty much the perfect example of a thought for thought approach. It conveys the message of the original text in a contemporary language that is easily understood. And most of these, like the NLT, the NIV, the message, the Amplified, are great for modern readers because the language being used is something that is easy for us to understand. And if you're going to be spending time in the Word of God, the purpose is to understand what He has said so that you can know what He is saying. And it's going to be very difficult if you choose to read a translation that you don't even understand. So like I said before, the best Bible translation is the one that is going to get you into the word of God that you are going to understand first and foremost. The CSB Christian Standard Bible is a highly accurate preaching text. It's translated directly from the best available Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic sources into English by biblical scholars who affirm the authority of scripture as the inerrant word of God. The CSB is one that I kind of stumbled upon whenever I was picking a new Bible after filling my previous one with notes. I chose the She Reads Truth Bible mainly because I liked the way it was laid out. I hadn't read a CSB before, and so I kind of just grabbed it because I hadn't read it in its fullness and actually spent time in that translation more than just translation comparisons on my Bible app. And so when I grabbed it, I was like, okay, this one will be fun. I normally go through and fill up my Bible with notes about once a year. So I have stacks upon stacks of Bibles, but this CSB one I have had for going on two years now, and I still have not filled it up or anything like that. But I find that I, I spend so much more time in the text because it is so rich and it is so vibrant. So I can brag on the CSB all day long. I personally love it and I think everyone ought to try it. I know that was kind of an intense breakdown of just even just a small portion of the different translations that we have. I was not about to sit there and look up all 900 translations. If you want to go ahead and Google that, I'm sure it would provide for a fascinating study. I wanted to read you guys this, this excerpt from the Bible project. I was Googling different sources and just different materials for this episode. And the way they explained this really stuck out to me. And I wanted to share it with you guys. No single English translation will ever represent the original biblical languages perfectly. Why? In part because the Bible's ancient languages do not function like English. A word in Hebrew, Greek, or Aramaic might not have an exact English word to match. And each language constructs sentences differently, which means a variety of words or reconstructed sentences will always be necessary. This is okay and even good. It keeps us in an inquisitive learning mode alongside others who are also trying to understand the Bible. It helps us remember that our Bible is not an answer book or instruction manual. It is a collection of sacred scriptures we are to meditate upon within community. I know it may seem like, why do we need another Bible translation? Don't we have enough? There will be many scholars that will stick very staunchly to word for word. I think thought for thought is a good middle ground. And I think paraphrase is a beautiful way to bring in a devotional aspect to the word for word or thought for thought Bible that you are using. These people are doing these translations. 
to help connect us to when the Pentateuch was written, to when the words of Jesus were written. It is bringing that to us in our current world in a way that we can understand, but that is still honoring the original meaning. I want to use 2 Corinthians 5.17 for you guys right now in a couple different translations just to show you guys the differences. So first off, we'll start off with the NIV. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Then if we read it in the King James Version, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And then if we pop over and do the New Living Translation, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. There is not much difference. You guys listening right now are probably like, she read the same thing over and over and over again. That is because these translations have been thoughtfully crafted to honor the original intent of every single verse, of every single scripture. So while there might be some variations in the formatting, while there might be some variations in the exact words used, it does not take away the sacredness and the holiness of the living word of God. The best Bible translation that you should read is the one that you have access to. If you want to start diving deeper into different Bible translations, go for it. It's a blast. But do not feel that you are less of a Christian because you are not spending time in the King James Version. Don't sit there and feel like you are a bad Christian because you enjoy spending time in a paraphrased translation. The goal of our time in the Word is not to simply know the Word, but to know the one who inspired that Word, to know God, to be known by God, to know His character, His attributes, and to be called into service of the Lord. It is one of those things that we need to see as a beautiful picture of the gospel that we have been entrusted to not only learn, read, and steward, but to live out and to do so vibrantly. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. Again, my name is Morgan Bartell, and I want to invite you to join me over on my socials. You can find me over on Instagram at, at Morgan Bartell. And if you're looking for a good weekly devotional, I invite you to visit bloomwildlylivesimply.com to sign up for my weekly Devo. You will receive a 10 minute or less devotional sent straight to your inbox every single Thursday morning. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week.